With September quickly approaching, we know lots of students are looking for what they're going to be doing on their gap year, and many are curious about how to identify volunteer opportunities or what it would be like to volunteer on their gap year. So stick around to this episode where we talk to Lily about all things volunteering. to the Gap Year Podcast, where we explore the who, what, where, when, and why of gap years. It's real people sharing their stories, ideas, and experts diving deep into how you can make the right decisions in order to have a meaningful gap year. This is the place to be no matter where you are on your gap year journey. I'm Michelle Dittmer, your resident gap year expert. Let's jump right in. Today on the Gap Year Podcast, I have a wonderful human being and a good friend of mine. Uh, Lily is here to talk to us. She brings with her a plethora of experiences, life experiences, lived experiences, and so much passion for the volunteer sector. And I am just so privileged to call her a friend and to have her share her story today. So Lily, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. And it's definitely been great getting that little bit of time to chat and catch up prior to our interview today. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's always so nice, especially in COVID times to make sure we're staying connected. Um, So why don't you, I know you very well, but why don't you give us a little bit of background for those tuning in today and listening to the podcast? Um, Who who are you? What are you all about? And where where have you come from on your professional and personal journey? I know that's a a loaded question, but um, what, what would you like to share with the audience? Ah, yes, yes. Well, um, who am I? I'm Lily um, Vigiano, and I am so happy to chat today a bit about community involvement, as I like to call it. Um, I really do think that volunteerism could be thought of as a much more broad concept, being involved in your community. And that's what I try to live personally and professionally. Um, Volunteerism has helped me gain employment pretty much every single job except my last one, uh, the one that I'm working right now, I mean. Um, I'm an avid volunteer. I grew up in Waterloo Region. I now live in Halton Region, and I have spent my entire career working with youth in the volunteer sector. So that was uh, two different job positions. So the Volunteer Action Center of Waterloo Region, I was there for five years, um, working in the youth program there, helping with member services. Basically, I was a jack of all trades. I pretty much did a bit of everything. Um, and I got the job there because of a um, an idea that my friends and I had at a kitchen table the year prior to that. Um, and it took off and it was great. And now I work at Our Kids Network, um, which is based in Halton, and we are virtual now, of course, because of Corona, and uh, we are looking for youth age 12 to 17, as well as people 18 plus, um, to come together and think about how we can intentionally shape our communities um, to be more just and more equitable for all. So it's been a wild ride, and yeah, that's, that's... 
the, the nutshell version. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's fascinating um, that you've had a passion for uh, community involvement or volunteerism for, for such a long time. And I think that it's so interesting because so many students who are embarking on a gap year are really thinking about, well, what can I do with my time? And they have this very, very high level concept, like, oh, I should volunteer on my year. But sometimes that's as deep as they go, is they, they just know that they should be volunteering. Um, so it's, it's really great to have somebody who's so passionate about that and, and the impacts that volunteering can have and, and getting involved in your community in a really meaningful way. So I'm curious about what are some of the things that you've seen or you've experienced personally that are really the, the outcomes of, of volunteering? What are the benefits of getting involved in volunteer or volu volunteering in your community? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's so many different benefits and I'd say it really depends on what role you get, right? You're going to get a little something different out of each role. Um, but right off the bat, I'd say skill development. So, uh, for example, volunteer centers or volunteer opportunities might have you working on something that you wouldn't see in your professional career until a couple of years in. Um, when I was, I guess I would have been maybe 19 or 20, I was writing press releases for the, the local TED Talk that they were hosting in my community, which, you know, I had only read about in a textbook uh, for, you know, and I was able to do that, which normally, you know, that's something that a more senior communications person might do at a, at a business, right? So, skill development and not only the skill development but just exposure I guess skill exposure much earlier than you would in a more more business oriented setting so volunteerism gets you through that door quicker um for me as well it was like it was just that sense of purpose like I've always been trying to figure out like why am I here like it certainly can't just be to work 40 hours a week and do all the checkbox things that like society tells you to do. Um, so it gave me a sense of purpose. Um, and, um, and at the same time, getting a chance to meet amazing people. So uh, I mean, I'd say I've always been that weird kid that could get along with people from any age. And in fact, I often found it easier to connect with people who were much older than me or much younger than me. Um, so you get to meet those amazing people. You could be at, a, you know, Santa Claus parade volunteer opportunity, and you're like helping put together a float right next to someone who runs, a, a, you know, the biggest business in town, right next to someone who just landed in Canada, refugee from somewhere in the world, right next to somebody who um, is a teacher at your local school. So I think just being the curious person that I am volunteering has been very neat in that respect um, because people from every demographic. Um, and then lastly, of course, one of the key benefits of getting involved is being part of the fight for justice and equity. These causes don't go anywhere if people don't stand up and, and walk that cause to someone's attention, right? So, you know, whether it's helping 
pets get foster homes or fighting for indigenous land claims or, um, you know, running a mile to to raise money and awareness for, for MS. All of these causes don't go anywhere without people. I think that's so powerful because, and I love all of your examples because so many times people will look at volunteering and say, okay, well, it's a resume builder. Um, I need, I need my 40 hours to get my, my diploma, my high school diploma, or I need it so that I can put it on my resume to get a job. And the reality is it goes so much deeper than that. Um, and you touched on so many great things like the, the social justice element and, and the fact that there are so many things out there that need support. And I think everybody can think in their lives, there's something going on in their lives that they would love to make a dent in. Um, and I think that's great. I think the ability to meet diverse people that you talked about is huge. Um, as a student or as a young person, we're often kind of in that little bubble of the kids that are in your grade and you've moved all the way through high school with them. Um, and you can be very comfortable in those situations, but getting out and meeting new people. So um, social justice, network of people, um, fulfilling that sense of purpose you talked about, um, skill exposure. That one's huge. You don't know what you don't know. And so getting out there and trying something new or being asked to do something that's out of your, your realm of familiarity and your skill set and you got to push yourself or learn new things. Um, that's, that's a life skill. Like that is so valuable for just life, let alone um, getting into the door for a job. So I think that that's so, so, so important for young people to really think about. Yeah, and I think it's also, it's important to think about and it's important to recognize through your, through your volunteer experience, right? Yeah, sometimes people might be placed, like they might find themselves in a volunteer placement that they're like, I'm not sure what I'm getting out of this. Like, I, I'm not sure. So I implore each young person and frankly, anyone who volunteers is to figure out what is the silver lining to this? What is what is the what is that benefit that you're getting out of it and how can you make the best of this situation because i find that also helps the time go by quicker and it also just makes the whole experience so much more enjoyable when you're when you stay curious and you stay open to like what might happen next like maybe they maybe you're at a special event okay well this is pre-quarantine world but maybe you would be at a special event and they have you taking tickets at the door which maybe not is everybody's like uh, favorite thing to do but if you're having a great time and you're interacting with all of the guests in a great way, all of a sudden someone with a headset comes up to you and they say, actually, we would love it if you could join us in the main room. We have a new task for you. Or you just can go home knowing that you've done a job well done. So I think just kind of having that open mind and like can-do attitude, it, it does often evolve into something more. I think that's really important for people to hear um, because sometimes like there, there are jobs that need to get done uh, whether it's an event or a project. There are some just like nitty gritty, get your feet dirty, get your hands dirty jobs um, that need to be done. And if you turn your nose up at those opportunities, you're, you're closing so many other doors and you're going to 
make of the experience what you think is going to be made of that experience. So if, if you've got, uh, if you've got to be in your bonnet about what you've been um, assigned to do, then you gotta, you gotta switch up that attitude to really make the most of it. So yeah, like people, people respect the hustle because if you can't, if you can't do the, the simplest task, why would they ever ask you to do something more complex or something that requires more responsibility? So kind of got to think of it that way as well, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's great. Now, now one of the things that young people often struggle with, and I've seen it in, in multiple jobs that I've worked at, is finding volunteer opportunities. So they, they kind of say, well, there's nothing to do out there, or they're hard to find, or um, I looked at this one website and there was nothing there for youth. Um, and I know that to not be true, um, but maybe you have some insight on how people can maybe track down a, an opportunity to get involved. So I would be remiss if my first suggestion isn't find your local volunteer center and take a perusal through their database. Um, There are volunteer centers across Ontario, across Canada, from coast to coast to coast um, that you can look up. They have members. Members are charitable organizations who post uh, volunteer opportunities in a centralized database. So for example, the one that I worked at in Waterloo Region, you can go to their site, you can plug in your your age range, the skills you are interested in developing, the interests you have, and essentially the more data you give their search system, the more it will filter and find a list of positions that fit exactly what you're looking for. So yes, look for your volunteer centers, in a in a federal way you can also hit up the canada service corps um that's core c-o-r-p-s canada service corps partnered with volunteer canada to create an accessible database of volunteer positions and service opportunities and other community involvement opportunities that might not be typically seen in a volunteer center like in a local way like things with the, the, rain, the junior rangers and ocean wise and some of those big organizations or military departments or uh, other government departments. So Canada Service Corps. That's also too where you can find um, information about micro grants. So say you like look around, you don't find a volunteer position you want for whatever reason, there is a micro grant Um, so that you can start that own idea. Like maybe you think, hey, it's quarantine. People are feeling isolated. I want to create kits to give to the local older ladies in my neighborhood. And you don't know who does that for their regular job. Like what charity does that? You don't know. So maybe you and your friends can apply and get $1,500 from the Canada Service Corps grant in order to make those boxes and you deliver them because you know your own neighborhood best. You know what your community needs best. And sometimes that service or program doesn't exist. So that's the other flip side of it is um, there are volunteer opportunities out there and there are chances to create those opportunities with you and your friends utilizing some of the grants that are out there. I love that. 
Um, I think those are some really, really concrete things that people can do when they are seeking out opportunities. And then if they don't find what they're looking for, like use, use your own noggin and make something up, make your own fun and, and figure out how you can make that positive change in your community. Exactly. And sorry, I had actually one more. I've, I just remembered I had one more thought on how to find a local volunteer opportunity. So um, a big thing for me has just been following certain voices and organizations on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so or whatever platform like you use, but find uh, it takes time, right? It takes time to like curate an understanding of like who exists in your community and what voices and places are out there. Um, but I implore you to do that, like try and figure out what people are talking about in your community. What is going on in a grassroots way? Is there a land back camp happening at your local park? Perhaps if you live in Kitchener, they have one at Victoria Park right now and they need donations and they need support. Or perhaps there is um, a grassroots discussion taking place and they need child minders. You won't find that opportunity at a volunteer center or on a charitable organization's page, but you very well might see it in a Facebook group or on an Instagram post where they're looking for people to just mind the kids so that the adults are able to come together and work on their ideas. So that would be like the third aspect, right? Volunteer centers help you find um, positions with registered charities and like the you know the formal sort of positions that you might think of you can create your own idea by accessing grants through the Canada Service Corps for example or you can follow the voices and you know grassroots groups on Instagram and Facebook to do something that's maybe more of a non-traditional volunteer opportunity but it still furthers a really good cause. I love that. And I can think of like even other pieces of your community that you're connected to. So if you're part of a faith-based organization, they may have opportunities or um, your local school district or the local child care center or music center. Um, so there's, there's other ways to just kind of put your hand up or throw your hat in the ring and say like, listen, I'm available. Do you, do you need any support? Um, so they may be asking or they may just have something sitting on the back burner that they can't get to because they don't have a human being to help them. So if, if you're connected somewhere and, or, you, or there's a particular issue or group that you want to be connected to, just throw your hat in the ring. And the worst that they can say is no, thank you. We're okay. So I exactly. Yeah. Just say yes. <laughs> say yes to opportunities. As long as it's not hurting you or anyone else, say yes. When, you're, when your community is offering up an opportunity, say yes. You know, you know, and, and you'll be surprised um, where life can take you. Like when I was at Conestoga College, a couple of my friends and I, we we found out kind of randomly that um, all three of us had taken a school project and turned it into like a real project for ourselves. We had to do a, a strategic communication plan. And we just realized, wow, all three of our our real projects interact with one another. So we ended up doing this huge campaign called Music on a Mission, and it supported the local music scene and like we got to have a launch party at like Hard Rock Cafe in Toronto. That was cool. And we, we went to Montreal and like, uh, we did a battle with the bands out there and like it, this, this, this thing where it's just like, I said yes when I decided to 
merge these projects together and all of a sudden I met people from all over Canada one girl was from the Yukon I was I, I became a, a temporary radio host on a, on a community radio station um, simply because they said, hey, well, you're doing a project about us. Do you want to be a, a host and you can tell our, our listeners about this? And I said, yeah, I had never been on the radio before. And yeah, I talk a lot, but it was challenging. And I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and I said yes. <laughs> and it led to a lot of really memorable moments and obviously lots of skill exposure that to get at 1920 was like <laughs> huge. Now I know that so a lot of your you you are a particular type of person. You like to you like people, you like talking to people, you like events, you like getting out there. And there are some people that that's not their jam. They they're not really people people. They like to be on their own a little bit more, work on independent projects, a little bit more low key. Um, is volunteering for these folks as well? And what how might that look a little bit differently? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There there is a volunteer opportunity for, for every type of temperament and interest and skill set and even for the most introverted. So I I I'd, I'd I'd fathom too that even in the these coronavirus times that there might be more virtual opportunities for folks. Um, there's like behind the scenes volunteer positions like you could maybe be putting together kits that support charities like um, there's one in Kitchener that like um, they do like reading kits with kids so people will come to like a warehouse and they pack it. Um, lots of the Mennonite Coalition um, organizations, they take donations and they flip it out into like a store setting and then all of their profits, they reintegrate into humanitarian projects around the world. So they need warehouse people. So they need people who can lift. They need people who have that warehouse logistical skills and they just make sure that the warehouse is organized. We've got nature-based things where you could be helping with the local conservation authority or any of the, you know, research reserves that might be in your community. So you could be removing invasive species. Um, you could be, you know, maintaining their property um, or even, you know, taking people on small tours so that you can teach them about the local nature. Um, if you're into technology, definitely there's lots of positions like that, whether it's technology as in helping a charity um, update their website or um, kind of streamline some of their processes, um, all the way to how they manage their data, right? Boy, do char charities really love data-oriented people because they've got a lot of the people with their really big hearts and like who love interacting with people. And sometimes the struggle is like, how do we capture this data properly? How do we then tell that story as reading and writing friends? We need you as well. We need people to pour over information and help us tell our story. We need people who can do that. Um, there's really just no shortage of types of ways that people can help. You can help from home on your computer. And, you know, one day when we're back out in the wild, obviously there's lots of in-person volunteering and one-on-one -on -one support. Um, I know some people might be introverted, but like they do good in one-on-one -on -one settings. There is a ton of jobs like that. Volunteer jobs, they're called 
they literally there's a whole like section of the volunteer world called friendly visitors and that literally just means being someone that connects with isolated people in our community whether they're isolated because they're older or they have a disability or maybe they um don't have strong english skills yet so they need kind of like a, a partner to get out in the community with there are people who just like go for coffee with folks and are a connector so yeah take a look through the volunteer center databases like i do not lie it is true all of those positions exist um i didn't just make them up for this conversation i'm pulling from like my register of information in my head here <laughs> I think that's so helpful because sometimes we have this perceived idea of what volunteering looks like and, and it's so much broader than that. And especially when you're on a gap year, you've got different pockets of time. You have different availability that you didn't have when you were um, a young person and you could take on larger roles. So when you're working towards your um, your high school volunteering, sometimes you, you just want to do it in a day. You just want to take on a, a day event where you're going to pick up garbage at the local fair. Um, and you need something kind of quick and dirty. Whereas when you're on a gap year, there's, there's room for a longer term project. So getting involved on a volunteer board of directors, we're seeing more and more people looking for youth voice um, because we know that young people think differently and solve problems differently and provide a unique perspective. So, so taking on a longer term um, volunteer project like that or a bigger project where instead of um, doing a local cleanup for an afternoon, maybe be involved in a larger scale climate change, um, I don't know, fundraiser for your local climate action group. Um, so, so thinking about scale on a gap year too is really interesting. It doesn't have to be those little individual one-offs. You can actually have a longer relationship um, and, and a larger project for your gap year. Um, are, are, are there um, volunteer opportunities like that that you've heard of or come across or am I just making this up no 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 that's like literally so true um yeah and I think that's a good way of putting it right is like when you have more time or the flip side of it is you get better at managing your time is you can approach volunteerism in a different way it's not just check in check out you know you're there for two hours you're like you know, where maybe that was like your experience in high school. I know a ton of people, they do like the, the library book sorting needs to happen. Great job. Amazing. Um, but like, that is like, you go in, you go out. Right. And there is the opportunity, um, to kind of think of volunteering as like project-based scalable, like how Michelle was just saying, right? Where maybe um, it's a short-term burst of your of your energy, right? Maybe you're helping shift a system or you're helping them prepare for a youth summit um, or yeah, being part of the new movement where <laughs> boards are actively recruiting youth, particularly black and indigenous youth to be part of these boards. Like they wanna make sure that the people who are on boards are going to help them walk in the right direction. Particularly, they want to make sure that the boards reflect the the people they serve too, right? Like, um, you just want to make sure that that the thoughts and experiences from the top down are 
like ex are relatable to what your mission is. So I think that's uh, been a really nice big change that I've been seeing across the board is that, yeah, the boards of directors, the people who help with strategy and kind of direction are actively looking for, for youth voice at this point and not just tokenism, like it's not just one youth on board, like they wanna have two, three, four youth. Um, youth being like, you know, 25 and under or 30 and under, but they're they're looking for that yeah and i think it opens so many doors for young people in terms of working with people who are older and more experienced and um, understanding their life story and their life pathway and being able to take some of the things that that they're being taught by these older people or people with more experience and applying it to their life and i've heard so many stories of people who started out in a volunteer capacity and that volunteer position opened so many doors for them I either directly with the same organization or through the network that they built up by um, lending a hand in a small part and it just kind of ballooned out into something so, so much bigger. So I think, I think that's another thing to, to keep in mind and it goes along with saying yes. So just finding out what can you do and how do you show up and how do you give your best regardless of the, the task at hand because people notice that um, and, it, and it does set you apart from your peers and, and opens doors for, for future opportunities. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's lots of like mentoring too that happens in these organizations. A lot of the a lot of the, um, I guess, really strategic organizations are like preparing for, um, for like the baby boomers to be like fully retired and like moving on to different things. And like, you know, someone that's volunteered with them for 20 years, when they retire, like they're, they might want to switch up everything, including their volunteer position. So yeah, some of the more strategic organizations are in the process of succession planning. So it's not even like you'll just join a board of directors. You are very likely to be under the tutelage of like some really seasoned professionals, which is great for helping you have a successful volunteer opportunity, but like just great in general because you can pick the brain of someone who's been around and seen things change and has, um, they have those like shortcuts to success, right? Like sometimes when people say, take it from me, kid, like you really should, <laughs> like they learned that the hard way and they're trying to, trying to give you that insight. Like it's, it's not just a turn of phrase, like they're, they're really trying to give you some good insight. So, you know, listen to it, uh, if it, if it makes sense for you. <laughs> So you have so much um, insight into the volunteer world. And if you could kind of boil it down to what you think 17 to 25 year olds um, thinking about volunteering or just in that stage of life, um, what would you tell those people from, from Lily's perspective? What do young people at that age need to know? Well, take it from me, kid. Here, here are a couple of things that I would say to past me and to other, you know, young people. So when it comes to, like, what do young people need to know about, like, the volunteer world or the working world, I have a couple of things. Um, one, get good with email communication. And I don't just mean, like, being able to craft, like, a good professional email, like, 
that obviously should happen, but like get good at like answering quickly. <laughs> I can't tell you how many like contract gigs and random opportunities I have been given simply because I was the first person to respond <laughs> or because I was the only person to respond because like I did it that day and a lot of people like dilly dolly on stuff. Um, so like take control of your email inbox that thing should not have, I don't want to look at your phone and see that you have 1500 unread emails. That is so scary. So like start, a, start fresh, like escape your past and start a new email address if that's what it takes. Like if you're entering this new chapter of your life, you need to have that stuff on lockdown because you will miss opportunities and they, they might not have any grace for that. <laughs> so get good with email communication. And can I just echo yeah. how important that is? I know that um, a lot of people are like, no, just DM me. I'm in, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Like I, I live in my DMs and, and you and your peers communicate that way. But when you're dealing with larger organizations or folks in a professional sphere, they're not, they don't speak that language. So if you want to have those opportunities, email is still the, the preferred way of communicating for them. So if you want to be in there, you've got to adapt the way that you show up um, and the way that you respond uh, because that is their preferred method of communication and, and you don't want to miss out on those opportunities. So thank you. Thank you, Lily, for, for sharing that. Okay. Sorry. Go on. No, it's all good. Like, cause the other thing too is right. Like these organizations need to have like a trail of everything that they, that they do and communicate. So that's why email is great. Um, the other piece too, um, kind of tied into just like communication styles is like, um, like utilizing the tools that they that they give you access to. So say you are successful and you're working on this volunteer project or you just got a new job or whatever. Um, if they say, hey, throw your notes in this in the in the dock, right? Don't like save them like on your desktop and then like wait until someone asks you and then you're like copying and pasting it like into your doc or whatever the case is or you're just like using your own login somewhere else like if an organization has given you like access to their tools like use their tools um not only does it just show that you're like um like being professional um it means too that they can kind of uh, work with you like um, it's so much easier for example for me to um, have a sense of where people's brainstorming is at as if they are working in that dock where they were supposed to be then waiting a whole week we have a meeting and then I hear everybody's ideas like if you already have it written down just use the tools they give you whether it's the Canva account that they give you access to or Google Drive or whatever access that um, and it's just to kind of keep information all together, right? For the for the sake of the cause. Um, sorry, that's just more of like a personal thing. Um, other values to embody is just like saying yes to opportunities. A lot of stuff, you know, you're young. You might be like, wow, that's really, really, really scary. Or I don't have any experience. That's okay. You're never going to get the experience if you don't um, try. So say yes to opportunities and do your very best to learn exactly what it is they need, right? If you have good comprehension skills, you can say yes to something that you're, you know, pretty unprepared for and still nail it. Um, That's why we have YouTube. Yeah. It teaches exactly. us everything. <laughs> exactly. So like, you'd be amazed at like what a little bit of research can do can 
to prepare you. Um, I didn't know how to write a media release and I said yes. And then I'm like talking to my teacher. I'm like reading a, I'm reading stuff on the internet and all of a sudden I'm writing a, a, a media release. So there you go. Say yes. Um, and another piece too. And now this is the, the social justice kind of advocate in me, but challenge the places that you end up working at or volunteering for to be better. Um, don't be afraid to to chime in with who you think is missing from the table what is a perspective that they didn't think about when they're planning events or programs did they are they considering all the different types of communities out there um, are they expecting everybody to have a certain program that has that that costs money and they don't have some sort of subsidy plan or they're not offering it for free to people who require it like those voices, if they don't speak up at the table when these projects and events are being planned, they don't get integrated. So I know a lot of you are out on Instagram and watching all of these movements happen in real time, just like me. Um, and there is work that we can do from, from the inside as well with our volunteering and with our, with our jobs. So keep that in mind. <laughs> and I guess just the final thought on what I would like every 17 to 25 year old to know, um, this one's more just about life, is take the time um, to heal from your past, right? Take that time, whether it's like actively seeking out therapy or um, resources, um, take that time um, to, to reflect on your childhood, your adolescence, and um, and really do your best to, to work through any baggage that um, you've accumulated, whether it's from your family or other events that have occurred. It's so important to really prioritize your your mental health. Um, it'll it'll be a smoother um, transition into adulthood for you, um, and it's. Yeah, you'll get to enjoy like a really special time in your life a lot more if you do prioritize that healing. So that would just kind of be more of my overarching <laughs> advice. And I think that's so important to heal, especially for people who are embarking on a gap year. This is your rite of passage into early adulthood and it, it can be a new chapter, but as you're, as you're turning the page to that new chapter, we need to address any past traumas um, so that we can put our best foot forward instead of dragging that baggage with us in an unhealthy way, learning to, um, learning to manage that and to, to deal with it. I think that's really, really profound advice that a lot lot of people need to hear. Um, and if you're on a gap year, you've got some time and you've got some mental energy. Um, you don't have the pressures of academics and schooling and um, all the social situations that um, that occur if you're, if you're heading off into higher ed. So make good use of this time and focus on you so that you can be the strongest young adult that you can be. So, so thank you for sharing that, Lily. You're welcome. All right. So this is something you are clearly so, so passionate about. Um, and where does that passion come from? Like, where, what is that rooted in? Well, I'd say um, there's a couple things. Um, you know, I did have like, I do have a family history of volunteerism. <laughs> um, so like my Nana, um, she used to be the volunteer manager at Trillium Hospital. So when I was young, she used to walk me and my brother around the hospital and show us off to all of the patients and the nurses and the doctors and everybody loved her. And 
even people who seemed like so sick would like sit up and you could just tell that um, not only did my Nana have such a good experience there helping out, but all of these people seemed to enjoy her. So it always kind of caught my attention that volunteerism might be just something that needs to be part of my everyday lifestyle. You've got your friends, your family, your job, and you're volunteering. Um, and I've, I think too, I learned at an early age is that there's power in our voice, in our time, in our talents. Um, like a, a really quick example is that when I was really little, the uh, grade one, I think, uh, after the snow melted, all of our, all of the garbage from the schoolyard had accumulated in a corner that I was particularly fond of in the playground. So my friends and I, we like cleaned up our corner and then we like cleaned up the whole yard with all this garbage and it was a lot of fun. It caught the attention of other people. And with each passing year, more teachers and more classes got on board with this cleanup. So what took a couple of um, a whole week to do eventually it became a school-wide campaign that took it was a 15-minute cleanup and the whole school would clean up the whole yard in 15 minutes easy peasy so I saw really early on to the power of volunteerism and thirdly why am I passionate about volunteerism and youth well personally I've always been skeptical of like the big systems, um, which always seem to leave a lot of people at a disadvantage. And volunteering for me is a way to feel like I'm, I'm part of the movement to counteract that, to counteract the injustice, the inequity of wealth, to combat racism and, and isolation. I feel very strongly that community involvement is important and it's necessary um, to to counteract these systems that we do live in that that frankly sometimes take away the very spirit of community volunteering for me is what I think living in a, a village of 30 or 50 must have been back in the day or in other parts of the world right so volunteering is that sense of community and it's a way of saying that I'm here for you and I, I have no other tether to you other than you're here too and I think that's probably the biggest reason why I'm passionate about giving back. I think that's so beautiful and something that um, we, we're really losing touch with a little bit. So to bring that back is so great. And I'm really hoping coming out of the end of, of COVID here, we're going to see that resurgence of people really trying to connect. And, and the volunteer world is a great way to really enhance that community involvement and uh, do what you can online now. And then when the world opens up again, then, then jump in with both feet. Heck yeah. So Lily, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. If folks wanted to follow along with some of the stuff you're doing or get in touch with you, where could they find you? Yeah. So my work um, email and phone number is available at haltonyouth.com, www.haltonyouth.com. Um, and if people also want to connect with me, you can look me up on LinkedIn. My name is Lily Vigiano, V-I-G-G-I-A-N-O. And yeah, you can connect with me there as well. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and all your tips and tricks. I know so many young people are really going to take this to heart on their gap year and really find some incredible, incredible opportunities. So thanks for being with me today. 
Thanks so much, Michelle. And yeah, good luck with your with your volunteer journeys and just getting out in your community, whether it's buying local, reading the news, and just being informed at what's going on. All of those things matter when it comes to building a positive community. So keep it up, guys. Good stuff.